Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for a special edition of Let's Run.com's Track Talk. This is Let's Run.com co-founder Robert Johnson. I'm being joined on the call by my twin brother and fellow co-founder Weldon Johnson. Weldon, good morning. Good morning, Robert. Um, and we're we'll we'll joined on neither neither one of us in Boston. Yes, that is true, folks. We are faking it. We are not in Boston. I was in Boston on Friday for the Elite Press Conference and got the hell out of there. I wanted to join the family for the Easter holiday. Um, last year, I was so annoyed being in the media room during the race. I decided I would watch this one on TV. Bring back the uh, bring back our college days, Weldon. I've, I've been on the message board this morning. People are debating skipping work. Some kids debating whether he should skip calculus class to watch this race. Bringing you back to college, this was the only marathon that was on live when we were in college from 92 to 96. So um, I remember driving up to New Haven. We went to a sports bar, and we'd watch it on, like, ESPN or ESPN2, whatever it was on. But it, uh, definitely, just considering still skipping the class, uh, we highly recommend that. Yes, definitely. College kids, you guys don't even have class either, so definitely skip it. True. We'll be joined shortly by Jonathan Galt, Let's Run.com marathon expert who is in Boston, Boston resident. Um, but, Robert, I mean, you were in Boston. You got a feel for what's going on. Like, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, I, I think the big question in everybody's, you know, mind is the weather. You know, is, is there going to be a big tailwind? Is it going to be too hot? Um, what's going on, you know, on that front? And I think my answer on that is, it's still too to be determined. I mean, I, I put up the article yesterday where we talked to John Kellogg about the tailwind. Um, it's not going to be the tailwind like 2011 where it's coming out of the southwest. I mean, the course basically runs to the northeast, so the wind out of the southwest is ideal. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a wind out of the, out of the a northwest, out of the west, northwest, basically. Um, you know, it would sort of be a cross tailwind, which, which could definitely help. I mean, John thought maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, but really the question was, you know, would that be offset by the, by the heat? Um, I mean, yesterday it was really hot in Boston, like high eighties. And I remember I was on the message board last night. People like, I don't think it's going to cool down as much. And if you look at the weather right now, it's definitely warmer than what they were predicting yesterday morning. It's going to be about 69 or 70 throughout the race versus they were sort of thinking 64, 65. Um, you know, and think about that from your house, really. Like, what do you set the temperature in your house? Pretty much most people are somewhere between, you know, 68, 70. You know, if they're being cheap, it's 66, 72. So, you know, uh, you're kind of right on the borderline of being warm. Um, my beloved little French bulldog, she does not do well in the heat. If anything's over, like, 71 degrees, she starts panting and freaking out. So, um I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't know. It's got, there's definitely a low dew point. I mean, it's about 50 right now. So uh, I, I kind of think that that's going to end up being a wash. I think the wind will help them a little bit. 
Um, it's going to be definitely hotter than normal. So, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's going to – I think the times will probably be pretty good if they get after it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not – focus on the weather, I, I don't get it. Um, Boston, first and foremost, is a foot race, 26.2 miles to the finish. Uh, everyone's got to conquer the same weather. You know, the the – the fast times with the huge tailwind, that was because Ryan Hall rabbited them. I mean, you, obviously it'll make the winning time faster, but unless they go for from the beginning, you're never going to get a course record here. But the hotter it is, I think there's one guy that, that favors, and maybe we should turn to that because that's Kalen Rupp. Um, but for the first time in Boston in, in a long time, well, not really, but sort of, you know, obviously we've had Bev win it. We've had Shailene Flanagan and Desi Linden. Linden came so close to winning in the past. But you know, from the get-go this year, with all the American talent, we we have the chance for an American winner on the men's and women's side. But let's stop, start with the men's side. And uh, Galen Rupp, one of the best heat runners in the world, in my opinion. Um, he, he's two for two uh, home runs in his marathon career with the win in the Olympic trials and then the bronze medal at the Olympics. And the big question for Galen is, you know, is he healthy? What can he do? And... You know, but regardless, yeah. pretty much any marathon in the world, you got you got to think he's got a chance right now. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, instead of starting with the weather, we probably should have started with Galen Rupp. I mean, if you think about it, well, then when in our lifetimes, I mean, certainly not since the beginning of Let's Run dot com. Really, has there? I mean, I guess I guess that's not fair, Ryan Hall. But I mean, how how many times? It, it's, you can count it on one hand if you really thought that an that you know American born runner on the men's side was going to win the Boston Marathon in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, it's very rare that we even are really contemplating it. It's a realistic option. And, you know, in the preview that Jonathan Galt wrote, um, you know, he basically said, like, look, Rob had the best 2016 of any of these guys in the field. So in some ways you could consider him the favorite, even though he only has a 210 PR. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be crazy at least to consider him the favorite. Um, I definitely think if you're comparing Rupp against the field, you know, obviously you're going to take the field. None of these guys stand out as like, oh, clearly they're going to win it. Um, but that, it, it, the thing you said about the hot weather, I mean, I agree. I think the worse the conditions, the, the more he's going to have, you know, these guys from Ethiopia and Kenya, I mean, I was talking to Edna Kipagat. I mean, she's won the World Marathon Majors. She's making her Boston Marathon debut. But she hasn't even seen the course. I mean, she's oh yeah, I saw the last five miles. They're not going to have the cooling vest on in Hopkinton right now. I mean, what, you know Rub's going to have a cooling vest on. He's going to have a cut singlet if he needs it. You know, it'll be interesting to see if he gets, you know, those hats. You know, I mean, and, and then the shoes. I mean, one, one thing – I, I don't think that we should discount. I mean, when we were in Uganda, we heard from an agent that he thought that the IWF would ban these Nike shoes. He thought that they were an advantage. And, you know, should we be keeping track of who's wearing that shoe and who's not? I mean, you know, down the road, if they end up well, getting banned. Ru- there's two different shoes going on here. And I th- one's the shoe they wore at the Olympics, and one's the shoe Elliot Kipchoge is going to run for that race. I think there's, there's two different shoes. I don't think Rupp's going to be wearing the Kipchoge shoe, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, we'll have to ask John. I think John knows a little bit more about the shoe when he comes on. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to, to, to – I think, you know, the more tactical the race – you know, I, I know that um, – well, we, we saw it in Rio. I mean, if it's a tactical race, Rupp's going to run with the lead pack and then – 
you know, he's got, you know, he's used to the 10,000, and basically the marathon will turn into a 10,000, and he's got a good shot of doing well. One thing that's different about Boston versus the Olympics is if you get third in the Olympics, you know, you're you're sky high. It's almost like a win in some ways. If you get third in Boston, yeah, you're on the podium kind of, but it's not the same. It's weird. It's like it's winning is such, you know, you get a medal. No, nobody remembers who was third in Boston last year. But you, you kind of have to win it. It's a little bit harder for Rupp in that sense. But if it's faster, you know, I think it's harder race for Rupp because I'm not saying he's not capable of running 204, 205, but we don't know that he is. I mean, he's he's hasn't done that. He, he's done very well in, in, in warm weather, tactical races. Um, we saw it both at the Olympic Trials last year in L.A. and again in Boston. So in some ways, he's got to be feeling good about that because, you know, what is unknown? What unknown for him is going to London and running in ideal conditions fast as hell. You know, and go out in 203 pace and see if you can hang on. What's not unknown is going out, um, you know, tactically and seeing what happens. So I, I think the slower the start, the better it is for Rupp. Um, but one thing that was interesting, you know, I, I did read, you know, because he's so, such a fit machine. He did say that he was really hurting at the end of the race. I, I was reading something. He's like, I kept telling myself, don't drop out. I'm like, what? Don't drop out. I mean, you're getting the medal. So that wasn't easy for him. You know, I think all these people who think, oh, it's he can definitely run 204, you know, 205. Uh, you know, no American board runner has ever done that. So let's see if uh, – I want to see that before I believe it. Um, so, you know, very – it's definitely exciting from an American standpoint to have him in this race, you know, on that front. But if Rupp doesn't win it, uh, let's talk about, you know, some of the other guys. You know, I flew up to Boston on Friday, tried to talk to them. I always try to talk to the guys that no one's talking to. And basically, you'll have the defending champion from Ethiopia, um, Berhani Hailu, you know, and really no one's talking to him. Part of the reason is they don't have really interpreters there. His English is not very good. You ask him a few questions, training good, same as last year. So it's hard to say, you know, what he's doing. He has no prep races, but you've got to think that he's, he's you know, certainly in good form because he won the, the, you know, the Xiamen Marathon in China in January. So we know he wasn't hurt at least as late as January, recovered from that. You know, he should be in, in pretty good form. Um, it, that's, this is the perfect time to bring on Jonathan Galt. He's joining us from Boston. John, there's a little background noise. If you're not talking, maybe mute it. But, uh, you know, we essentially started off, we, we talked about the weather a little bit, then we sort of talked about the chance. You know, we have a chance for two American winners, and we started off with the men. We just discussed Galen Rupp a little bit. But, you know, his chief challengers, um, he, he's got a few, but, you know, it's, it's not a, a – a, I think there's only one guy in the top ten in the world in this field, uh, and, and that was uh, Berhanu Haley, the defending champion. You know, he's run 204-33. Um, John, how, how do you see sort of Rupp's competition today? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's like you said, it's kind of hard to tell with Hiley because uh, he basically only runs marathons. He runs like three marathons a year. And they, I think if you look at his stats page on all athletics, he's got like one career half marathon and like six career marathons, and that's about it. So, but I think he's proven, you know, he did lose to Rupp uh, in Rio, but he's run well almost every time he's run the marathon. He knows the scores. I think he's he's going to be good, assuming... He's in similar shape to last year, which is, you know, basically all we were able to get out of him on Elite Media Day. Uh, I think Yaman Sagai, he's a, and well, Yaman Sagai and Wilson Chebet were two other guys that I highlighted in our preview, in that they've both finished, uh, they've both finished second and third uh, in Boston within the past three years. 
So both of them know how to run well on this course. Yaman Sagai is a pretty consistent runner. He was a silver medalist at the World Championships in 2015. He won the Fukuoka Marathon in December. So he, he's going to be a threat. And then Wilson Chabet, uh, he talked to his agent, and he essentially said that he's really changed up his training for this race. He thinks he's running, he's running faster reps. He's running more mileage. Uh, he's doubling. Apparently, he didn't used to double in the past. So I think, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't think that necessarily guarantees that he's going to win the race, but I think it makes Wilson Chebet, who was second to Meb in 2014, um, someone to watch as well. But, you know, Ruff, I think the big question is just how good was his training? You know, um, we, we know he did most of the workouts uh, through, you know, in pain, but was that training that he did enough to get him fit enough to win this race, or is it, you know, is it going to hamper him? Um, and you know, Prague didn't, didn't go great for him, but 61:59, if he runs that pace in Boston, he's going to win. So uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it'll be an interesting race on the men's side, but by no means uh, is Galen Rupp going to have it easy. Yeah, I mean, I think the huge thing is that plantar fasciitis injury. Um, Galen Rupp hasn't run a good race since the Olympics, you know? I guess he's only run, what, two since then, but neither one went well. Um, He flew halfway around the world to Prague just two weeks ago and, you know, ran way slower than anyone expected, kind of hobbled out of there, uh, goes back, you know, he's going to get the top-notch medical care, gets an injection and and says, you know, I'm feeling great now, Um, I'm ready to go. Um, and I don't doubt that his foot doesn't hurt now. Uh, you know, back in the day when I ran, I had plantar fasciitis, same thing, got an injection and thought my foot didn't hurt. And well, you know, I never ran a good marathon in my life, but come race day, like, you know, I was just a little bit off and you can't be a little bit off to win the Boston marathon. You know, even yeah. though this field doesn't have Ilya Kipchoge, he, he needs to be a hundred percent. This is a quality field. Um, and to win it, I don't think... You know, he he can he can be off his game. Um, there's a question of how he'll do on the heel, hills. Um, I don't know. I just think there's there's too many question marks for him to on top, out on top. Although with his field, you know, uh, when you when you put me test and say, all right, well, who's going to win it? You know, uh, there isn't one name that that screams out. Um, so I think that's what, what you know. That's the beauty of Boston. That's the beauty of any of these foot races. I, I agree with you, Alden. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, you don't win a major unless you're really 100% ready to go. And so that's why if you ask me, is Galen Ruff going to win, yes or no, I, I got to say no. I mean, I, I, of course, the one thing I've also learned about Galen Ruff is to doubt him is stupid. I mean, I, if you'd asked me half of these things, whatever happened in his career, I would have said, you know, no way. Um, but they do. I mean, if you ask me, this kid was sort of struggling to break a four-minute mile through sophomore year of college, now he's a 350 indoor miler. I mean, that blows my mind away. So to doubt him is, is dangerous as a, as a journalist, but um, I, I just think that's the simplest way to think about it. Like, he shouldn't win this race because his buildup has not been perfect. Maybe y'all talk about his poor race. I mean, his poor buildup. I mean, my God, his poor buildup is better than the other American, you know, prep races in New York. I mean, I, I would love to run 61-59 when I'm not feeling well. I mean, that is pretty amazing. And the only thing that makes me think that maybe it might happen is how giddy he was at the press conference on Friday. I mean, John talked to him. I said, John, what would Rupp say? He's like, oh, my God, he was so happy. I've never seen him like that. I mean, so Rupp, clearly in his mind, he's thinking, 
you know, I mean, Gale, I mean, think about it this way. There's no way Alberto Salazar is letting him go to play unless they thought he was ready to go. So that guy is an aerobic monster. Um, they obviously thought he was in shape. You know, I mean, it, it just – you can't totally rule it out. But, it, you know, it, it's definitely fascinating, you know, from a fan perspective, I think. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised you know, to hear how, how giddy he was. Um, usually when he interacts with the media, uh, he's – Kind of reserved and and d- doesn't reveal a lot. Um, so I don't know. Did you guys detect optimism or just belief that the race is finally here? I mean, the marathon preps are so much different than everything else. Yeah, I mean, what I saw from him, I think it was just the phrase he used was it was a weight off his shoulders, the foot pain. I think all during this build up, it's been something he's battled. And it really, you know, it flared up. I'm, I'm sure they were, were thinking he might have been over it in Prague, but it flared up and, you know, affected him in the race. But then he got that shot the next day, two quarter zone shots in his foot. And ever since then, he said he's had no pain. He's been feeling great. And I think that was that was the biggest thing to me. Like, obviously, he's very excited to make his, you know, big city marathon debut in Boston, um, the location where his coach won, you know, 35 years ago. But, I think more than that, it's just, you know, he, he's been battling this thing for a long time. And, you know, everyone, knows, you know, we, we were all athletes at some level in the past. And I think when you know you're sort of back to normal and that you're over that injury, which Galen seemed like he was because he did, they did a 22-mile long run and then they did 10 miles worth of intervals between Prague and the race just to test it out and make sure he was good to go. Both of those workouts went well. So I think that was the biggest reason why he was so excited is just, He's finally healthy and feels like he's he's ready to go now in Boston. I mean that's kind of crazy. I don't know if they got to even do a 22 mile or less than two weeks out. So it's pretty amazing. So yeah, I mean he's definitely I think you know feels like he's ready to go. So I guess we'll find out in about 45 minutes. You know when they start up. Um, you know when, when you look at some of the other guys in the field. I mean. You know, John mentioned Wilson Chabet. I mean, the first six marathons, he ran five of them were 206, 12 or faster. He's run seven since, and only one's been 208 or faster. So, I mean, his agent still thought, you know, I mean, Dabur Savija is not a guy that's going to be at you, but he's like, oh, I think he can do it. But, you know, when the last seven haven't been great, although I guess two of those races were top threes in Boston, you know, um, it's just hard to think about that. And another guy that, that I'm fascinated about is Emmanuel Mutai. I mean, this guy ran 203 low in Berlin in 2014, but his four marathons since then really haven't been good. Only one's been under 210. Um, but he's like, look, you know, I had a stomach problem. I'm over it. You know, that's the one thing that, you know, it's exciting to go to the press day and talk to these guys, but no one ever says, oh, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> they always say the training's going great, so it's hard. To, you know, sometimes you have to talk to the coach or the agent or whatever, or they be asking you or whatever, you know, it, it, it's hard to say. But if he's on his game like he claimed he was, then he's another guy you got to factor in there. But, you know, you look at the half marathon, he ran a half marathon in Kenya, and he only ran like 63 minutes or something. Now, I don't know how accurate the course was, but he was like 12th place or something. And I asked him about that. And he's like, oh, I was just training. And he, and he's, he acted like, he's like, plus I was top 15. I started laughing. Like, you're 203 low marathon. Are you happy with being top hey, 15? Top 15 in a Kenya mar- half marathon is pretty good. Yeah, maybe, but maybe Mutai right. is, you know, he's, he's, a, he's another class runner you know he's a world-class runner at, at his prime i guess you could you put Ile in in that category as well rough as well i think then you sort of it's a maybe a drop down um but you know yamane sege he 
did win Fukuoka this year and run 204. I think that's the guy to watch. But do yeah, it's it, all you, right. know, you know, because the women's race, we got, we got 10 minutes to the women's race starts. The push rims are off, John. Get out of the road. Uh, they'll be shooting down the hill. You don't want to be in the way. Um, the push rims are started well, then? I need to, oh, my God. I, I totally missed it. I need to go to the media center right now. I need to, um, Right. That's why uh, I had to get out of the media like, center. That was a little it's, 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 it's amazing what goes on in the media center. You know, they announced the push rim splits just like they do the regular splits, like people are paying attention. And then last year, they, they stopped doing the one thing I liked about the media center. They used to put up on the board every split. And I would post it on the message board. Every mile, they'd have a split. And then last year, they thought that the media didn't want that, which I'm like, this is really the only reason to be in the media room. They don't really even understand, you know, why we're here. So, I, I don't know. It's starting to drive me nuts. I, I think I'm getting old and cranky. Um, and if you're also on, on Friday, in case you're not producer. watching, uh, the race is on NBCSN the United States. The uh, pre-race coverage is on. The wheelchairs are going off, so you don't need to wait till 8:30 to put it on. Obviously, mute it and listen to us. But uh, you know, the coverage is on TV. Craig Mosbach is on the call. So let's talk about the women's race. Um, you know, I mean, I, the reason why I left the women to, to last is because, to me, it's pretty clear. I think everybody on this call is going to agree. I mean, Gladys Sharono, she's run two marathons in her life. One, The, the slowest was 220. The fastest was 219.25. She won both. She's a 2014 World Half Marathon champion. I think she won a silver in the 10,000 one year in the track. She's the class of the field. She's still young, and I don't see how anyone's going to beat her. I mean, she said her training's going well. Um, she had a good half marathon. Uh, to me, she is a heavy, heavy favorite. I mean, she, she would sort of be the Elliot Kipchoge of this field. I mean, I, everybody on this, everybody in this race, is, everyone else in this race has to hope that she has a bad day or something happens to her. Otherwise, she's going to win it. I mean, I, I sort of agree with the assessment, Robert. She's the, the class of the field in paper. She's never run a bad marathon, but uh, she didn't win a, run a marathon all last year. You know, we're discounting Emmanuel Mutai. He hasn't run a marathon in two years, you know, a good one. Um, Trono, you know, didn't, didn't even start them last year. She was hurt. Um, but so, you know, is the certainty there that she's 100% healthy. Her past this year, I think, in Rome went very well. So, you know, she showed she's fit this year. But, you know, Boston, I think the, the, things, the other thing going against her is the course. She's never run a course like this. So, well, that's a good point. We, uh, good point. Before we she's hand her the Laurel Reese, you know, you got to make sure she's healthy and make sure she can navigate the hills and the heat. And I think there's a lot of question marks there. Um, you know, I don't know. I was trying to think which field was tougher for a man or an American man or woman to win. I think it might be the the uh, women's. But uh, you know, there is definitely an American who's shown she can run Boston. And you know, I. I personally sort of undercut her chances a lot. I don't know why. I just think, oh, she's not going to do it. And, that, and that's Desi Linden. Um, you know, second here in the past. Essentially, this year she said, like, look, I'm all in. I'm, I'm going to try to win the Boston Marathon. That's what it's all about. I'm putting more pressure on myself to win. And, you know, I don't think we've really ever heard that from her in the past. I, I, I mean, disagree. I mean, she's, she's meant, I mean, if you read actually the articles and what she said to the media this year, she basically said, Hey, I've kind of had the goal to win the race every year. Like she had, an, I think it was, in, I think it was sports Australia that she told this to, that she was like, yeah, in 2011, like, 
the only time in my head that I didn't end up winning the Boston Marathon, like, of all the days of my build-up was the actual day of the race, when I finished second, you know, by two seconds. All, all the rest, she went in that race with the expectation to win. I think now she's at the point where she's accomplished enough and, you know, she's coming off one of the best marathons of her career that she can, you know, say, hey, I'm going to win this. But I think people have just picked up on it more because, you know, she's now the number one American with uh, Shalane Flanagan dropping out. So, you know, it, it's getting more publicity this year. But, you know, Des- Desi's always – she's always said she had, you know, two things she really wanted to do. She wanted to run well at the Olympics and she wanted to win a big city marathon. And I think, you know, there's no Olympics for another three and a half years. So at this point, she's like, look, I'm 33 years old. Uh, my window is closing. This is the time. And, you know, I I think that she's that she's in as good a position to win the race as she ever has been. But the problem is, yeah, you look at the women in this field, Enda Kiplagash, she's a two-time world champion. She's won the London Marathon, you know, and Chirono is just, you know, I, I really, you know, I feel like I'm going out on a limb here, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if they get, get rolling early that Chirono could challenge that course record just with the tailwind, you know, I, I, she's just, she's just so fast, you know, and again, it's going to be challenged with the hills and stuff, but if Glass Toronto goes out there and runs 219, like, Busy Linden just can't do that. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a different, um, I don't know, her versus Rupp, sort of the, the American chances are a little bit different because, you know, Linden, she doesn't have the Ferrari engine. She's, she's a warrior. She's a competitor. She's very, very good. Um, Robert was a little bit worried about her half marathon prep. I, I thought for her it's about as good as she can do um you know while doing full-fledged like 120 mile a week you know marathon prep so but you know if the race is sub 220 she's just admittedly like i cannot physically do that whereas on a flat course if it was a 204 you know i'm, I'm not ruling it out for for galen rupp so it's sort of a different thing you know we need the hills to sort of help her out come down to grits and guts and you know, um, then I think she's got a, a very good chance uh, if one of those other two women's a little bit off, you know. I think Edna Kippel got a little bit, maybe a year or two, sort of past her prime. Um, but she's that. got 500,000 so, reasons to win this race. I mean, she wins this race, she's winning that jackpot. So, um, you know, if we're discounting Edna Kippel got, hey, you know, she was 30 or 40 seconds ahead of Desi in New York, and she was flew over for Kenya for that race. So, um you know, I, I guys, don't think I, guys, I'm going to head out now. I'm just going to, sorry, I'm going to head to the media center. So, um, very good, John. Hopefully, you, you can find the miles first and, and maybe uh, send them, put them on the message board. I'll, I'll call you and I'll, I'll post them on there for everybody. But uh, enjoy right, the day. Welcome. Nice we can keep boys. talking. There's no reason why we can't talk. There's nothing going to be going on in the first five miles of this race. Um, you know, the women's race is about to, to fire the gun in about three or four minutes. Um, looking at weather.com, I was on Weather Underground, which wasn't showing much of a wind for some reason. I'm not sure. They're they're showing like eight mile an hour wind in Hopkinton right now to the north. But when I go to weather.com, it's showing 68 degrees right now in Hopkinton. Well, this is as of three minutes ago, um, with a wind out of the due west, which is better than the northwest of 14 miles an hour. Um, it is sunny. So yesterday they were saying it was going to be sort of partly sunny. Um, you know, it's going to feel, they said it feels like 68, so that's not too bad. I do think the sun is going to wear you out a little bit, but 
um, you know, it's just sort of we got we got to keep an eye on, on the weather, you know, throughout. Um, I, before John signed off, it's a little shame, but one question we had, one person we haven't talked about is Jordan Hesay. Everyone's talking about Desi, and she said she wants to win it, and I think that's great. She should try to win it. I mean, that 2011, she was so close to winning it. Um, but I don't think she's even going to be the top American in this race. John and I have a bet on this, $20 wager. I'm going with Jordan Hesay. I mean, I've never, you know, she's probably been the most hyped young runner in America for the last 10 years. Um, and, well, you know, you said this on the message board, didn't really see it. What has she really done? But now that she's, she's taken to the roads and the longer distance is like a fish to water. I mean, it's been amazing to, find, you know, imagine if she's, you know, she was an okay 1,500-meter runner. She ran 407. But if you put that in the marathon, that's pretty good speed. And she's just been excelling and saying 520, 530 paces is easy for her. She's done that 20 miles in practice, um, you know, and to me, you know, I, I think that her 10,000 PB is basically the same as Desi's, but she's, you know, eight years younger or seven years younger or something like that. So, um, she, you know, I know she's inexperienced, but it, it, as I said somewhere before, I mean, what did Sammy win Juro? You know, what was his experience when, when he won the Olympics? That was his third marathon in his life. You know, his second marathon, he was second in the London Marathon. Alberto Salazar, he won Boston. How many times did he run Boston before that? Zero. I think he won New York maybe in the first time he ran that as well. So, um this idea that you need a lot of experience in the marathon, I don't believe it. If you end up being good at the marathon, a lot of them start off well at it the very first time to go. So Jordan is another fascinating person to watch. Um, I've predicted she'll definitely be the she'll be the first American. I'm not saying that Desi can't beat her, but I'm just saying that that's my pick. Uh, what do you think about Jose? Um, yeah, when I spoke to Jordan in Houston at the half marathon, I was just shocked. How, like, one, she ran very fast. No one ran well that well that day or close to their best because it was very humid, and except for Jordan. And she's like, oh, I wanted to go faster. At the time she was talking about, since we were right around the American record, and we're just like, I'm like, what? Because I think J- Jordan, the last couple of years, it's been all hype. Like, she's not that great of a track runner. She barely made the Worlds one time in the 10K. Um, and she's sort of very limited in what she can do in the track. And all of a sudden, you know, here she was, like, running, like, world-class times, wanting more. And then when she talked about the marathon, it reminded me of one person, Paula Radcliffe. I mean, Robert, we both met Paula Radcliffe before her marathon debut in Ireland. Um, we were visiting her physiotherapist, and we'd see Paula every day just cranking it out, looking like she was running super fast. And, Paula, you, you said, hey, like, Paula, you know, how fast are you running? And she said, oh, nothing, nothing too fast, um, you know, just marathon pace. And she said something like, now, 515, 520, and you start doing the math, 515 is 218 pace, and you're just like, what? She just didn't consider that pace that bad. Not that Jordan's saying 515 pace isn't that bad. Jordan, when she talked about it, she's like, oh, you know, yeah, I just really take to this. The half seems very easy, and she's like, actually, the marathon stuff is even easier. So if, if that's really the case, I think she really does have a shot here. Um, you know, not that she's going to go out Someone take a picture she's going to go ahead and run 220, but uh, she's going to be prepared. I think her ceiling, there's a lot of unknowns. She's never done it, but I think, you know, she's faster than Desi Linden. So can she really pull that off and put it all out there and go for it to win? It's just so crazy to think because Jordan has never been world-class in anything, you know, except as a junior. But for the last five or six years, she's been so far away of that where 
Desi Linden's been second. You know, been out there at the Olympics, at the Olympic trials, come, being a top contender at Boston. Like, and it, to even like put Jordan to say in any sort of conversation like that would have been absolutely crazy. When it was announced Jordan was running Boston, I was like, who cares? And now I honestly think, like, yeah, she could conceivably beat Desi. But, well, uh, right, but, but and I think you raise a good point. I mean, when Paula said it to you, it wasn't BS. She just was saying it to you. And, you know, at the time, it was ludicrous to think to do that. Then look what she did in the marathon. And, you know, everything has said done since then indicates she is, you know, capable of something pretty special. The women are actually now off in the race. Um, I was trying to get a screenshot. Of course, it wasn't, it wasn't ready. Um, it looked like, well, the shoes she was wearing looked like those special shoes, I think, that Kipchoge is wearing. I don't know. They looked unlike anything I've seen before. So people maybe, if you know what type of shoes those were, um, post them on the message board because I do think this could be, you know, something down the road if people run, you know, fast times or whatever, and these shoes end up, end up being banned. I mean, it's one of the problems with the sport, you know. It's sort of you're always looking for the next edge, but sometimes, you know, it's just it makes the sport a little bit messy. I mean, I think. you know, you're, you're doing what Nike wants is promoting their shoes. Adidas has been trying to make wonderful shoes. So, you know, the point of sort of, Going down that road is is a uh, you know I, I don't know let's, let's see what happens. Dude, I, on the plane up to Boston on Friday, I was talking to a guy and he's running sub three hour marathon for twenty nine years in a row. He's a doctor from West Virginia and he's like a biomechanical expert. They were he runs these things in sandals. I mean he he was an expert on shoes. And I, we'll have a have a feature on him in in the in the, a few weeks maybe on Let's Run. But he was like talking about the spring shoes. He's like, oh, yeah, everyone's been saying someone should just make a full spring shoe. He's like, it's not a novel idea. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, everyone has a tiny spring, and my friend's been saying that they should make them full spring. So that's basically what they've done. Um, but he, he was saying to me, he's like, you know, I think it's definitely probably better than the human foot um, in terms of a spring, particularly when you're tired. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's certainly interesting. I'm trying to get my – I'm streaming it. I'm trying to get my – tape this thing so I can go back and rewind it. Anyways. Yeah, well, the, um, if you're just joining us, this is the What's Run.com Boston Marathon Show. The race is underway. Please turn your televisions to NBCSN. Um, I'm actually looking at the screen on my computer. It's also available at NBCSports.com. Um, sorry, my, the, uh, but you know, no problem watching Boston this year. Um, they're showing the push room right now, but we've got, I think, what, 30 minutes before the men start? 20 minutes, Robert? Yeah, they start at 10 o'clock. Sorry. I don't think we mentioned the defending champion. It's Eddie Baeza. You know, she did win here last year. She's proven on the course, and that's sort of, you know, the big unknown in Boston is, you know, how does this course work? And, you know, even talking Desi versus Jordan, um, flat course, I might really there pick uh, Jordan over Desi. It's crazy to think, you know, as well as Desi did at the Olympics. Um, you know, not certain, but I sort of like her, her top end. And a flat course, there's less uncertainty here. You got the Boston Hills. How are you gonna handle that? Desi's always done well here, and uh, you know, obviously, Baisa. If you've won here, you've done well. So you, you know, you got to factor her in. 
um, sort of, you know, the uh, one thing just, sort of going against her is, you know, her best is the 222, uh, whereas, you know, Toronto's sub-220. It, it sort of comes down to, you know... In a wind eight at 222. Uh, no, the 222 for her was in Chicago. She, she's also running maybe 222 in Boston. Um, so, you know... But also, if she wins as well, she gets the five hundred thousand dollars. So, world half marathon major prize. So, you know, the drug bust of Jemima Sungong, assuming that continues forward, is really shaking things up in the women's race, uh, the women's side. Because essentially, in case you guys didn't know, the world marathon majors every year gives five hundred thousand dollars to its winner. Second place gets nothing, and Jemima Sungong, the London marathon champion and Olympic champion, or at least the first person across those two finish lines last year had that wrapped up. All she had to not do was not test positive for drugs. You know, she's now received the EPO A positive test. And assuming that's held up, she will not be eligible for the prize. And now, um, Baisa and, and uh, Edna uh, Kippel got, you know, they've, they've got the chance here to win the world's marathon majors by $100,000, whereas before they were just running Boston, like, it was over. They had no chance. They were just trying to do well in Boston. Um, not yeah. that they could probably so, they couldn't. They didn't have any time to like change their training up or do anything. But it's you know an interesting element to the race. Definitely adds the motivation. And Edna, you know, admitted that to me. She said, "Well, if, if I win, I win the jackpot." So she was pretty excited about that. You know, well, I wonder if we should just keep this broadcast going on the entire day. I mean, this reminds me. I, now, admittedly, I missed part of the first mile as I was going upstairs trying to turn on my taper, my DVR. But I mean the coverage of these things on TV just drives me nuts. And even the press room, it's like the women's race has started. Uh, first of all, I, I think they start the races way too close together. The men should start first. They get farther away. Instead, you know, they start 28 minutes apart and they're going to finish, you know, if the men run 205, the women run 220, they're going to finish 13 minutes apart. They finish way too close together. You know, really one race should be finishing when the other one's hitting 30 K. So you can finish the one race and then, then watch the drama of the other races. You know, you don't have two, you know, they don't have the AFC and the NFC championship games finishing within 10 minutes of each other. In the NFL, it drives me nuts. But the women's race has started, and the first mile is one of the more exciting miles. I mean, you got to, what pace are they going on? Are they going out fast? You know, what's it going to be? You know, they've hit a mile. We, we haven't seen anything. We've been watching the push rims. You know, I mean, God, these people just don't know who's watching this. It drives me freaking nuts. Um, you know, I'm going to have to call John and get the first mile split, you know, from the press room, assuming they're still doing that because they got rid of it last year. So sorry to go my rant, but my goodness, it, it, it's like, you know, I, one of the reasons I think when we started, I remember out being out in Flagstaff, we, when the website first started, I used to claim I can w- know more about what's going on in this race from watching on the message board with my watch in my hand, you know, watching on TV, and I was splitting it in the side. I could see the miles because they had people in the truck like Lewis Johnson. They wouldn't even get up split. Like, the main thing people need is the splits of these races. Like, what else is happening? We just want to know what pace they're on. You know, maybe in 10 years they'll have a GPS chip in the runners and we won't have to worry about it so we can look it up. But, I mean, come on. Like, you know, in the NBA, you know the score at all points. They, they have the score at the bottom of the freaking thing. What, how hard is it for these TV producers, you know, to do something like that? So, you know, when I'm broadcasting, doing the Ivy League championships, which I've done some, I'm, you know, in the 10K – or even in 3K, 
with 5K, I'm always like, you know, that last lap was a blank, you know, and the last 1600 was this, you know, because that's the only thing that's really relevant. And you're talking about the field, you're breaking it down, but you need to know how fast they're going. So, uh, sorry to go off on a rant there, but maybe I woke up too early this morning. My goodness. I had to get up early for Boston. Um, one, you know, actually, Robert, we can, we can talk to the men's race starts. Um, you know, we're eight minutes in on the women's least of mine. I'm, I'm Shout out to Habs at UPenn. He, he's, on the, he's on the call. Habs, have you skipped class um, to, to watch, or do you guys at Penn even have class? Type into that chat box. Wow, guess 120. Make America great, Rojo. Thank you. Thank you. People are demanding that we continue to talk all day, but I, I've got to get off the talk because I want to give a split. That's all I do. Well, literally, y'all want to know what I do in these elite media boards? All I do is they normally have like a special tracker for the media, which I could probably get because I still have a pass this year. And they just give you mock splits, or they write it on the board. And I just all I do is copy that and paste it down. So um, I don't have the audio on. Can someone post in the chat box? Um, yeah. So Habs has written in. He doesn't have class in college until 1 p.m. My God, that's amazing on a Monday. Like I basically, starting junior year, realized I would never schedule a class on Friday because I always wanted to go watch the track meet 12. And so I, I like was like, screw this. Um, but having it not till Monday at 1 p.m., that'd be, that'd be amazing. So, um, does anyone have the first mile split on the women's side? We're almost two miles in, Robert. We're almost two miles in. Uh, I don't know. Do we, do we get the first split? I mean, the running is a pack, but uh, text John here. We'll keep talking. Jordan say right up there. Desi Linden, right up there, ladies and gentlemen. Um And Diane Nukuru, Abdi Abdurim, and um, they're now dating right up there as well. But, the, you know, the, Wait, who's the champion who's base dating? is what? leading right. What? Who's dating? Um, yeah, Diane Nukuru and Abdi Abdurim are da- dating. Check it out. Oh, Google yeah. it. It's on Sorry. I'm just reading the message board now. Someone posted, <laughs> watching the NBCSN broadcast. Did you see that they, when they were discussing the late women's field, they're talking about Edna Klippigott. I mean, Edna Klippigott has won London and New York in the past, <laughs> and they were showing pictures of Florence Klippigott. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> uh, I'm just reading, catching up on the message board to see what I missed. I mean, literally, you, you could honestly do better. It looks like they're jogging out there. They do not look like they're running out there. Um, uh, but it's weird. Those shoes. Okay. Oh, I should have started my watch. That looks like a split. See, if you have a watch, you can get the splits better yourself. Where did, I don't know where my watch is right now. Um, now, see, some guys predict. I didn't see the shoes. Time. Does not look like to be the Kipchoge uh, shoes. Really? They look like Hoka's or something. They got a huge heel on her. And if they have a huge heel, maybe they are the ones because we're going to have more on uh, – Jordan's looking at our watch right now. We're going to have more on the uh, shoes. Essentially, Don and I went to Kenya. We saw Eli Kipchoge train. So check back this week. You know, we have London Marathon this week. And then a couple weeks after that, uh, Kipchoge's two-hour exhibition run. Um, we're going to have a lot more on Kipchoge, uh, his training camp what it was like watching him work out. Plus this week, Wednesday, folks, exclusive behind the scenes at a possible doping camp. Um, I hung out with Jemima Sungong and her crew um, for pretty much the full day. 
about two weeks before a positive test came out. It's pretty interesting because the whole time I was there, I'm thinking, like, can they be doing this clean? And so you, well, they you gave had me doubts the, going in? Well, just because of what, you know, how they'd gone from being 228 runners to 220 runners, obviously. Weird. Uh, I, I, I just, you know, I'm not as focused on the Kenyan scene as I am in the American scene. But, um, you know, it, it's interesting in that sense because, you know, Andy Arnold, the guy we sent to Kenya last year, he said he was watching the London Marathon. And when Sumdong fell down and got up and won it, he said everybody in the room was, like, upset. I think, actually, he was there. I forgot who they were rooting for because the town he was in, they, they had another runner who might make the Olympic team. And because Sumdong won, she wasn't going to make the Olympic team. So he said they were a little bit biased. But he said, oh, everyone in the room was like, yeah, you know, she's a doper. So he said, like, people in Kenya were saying that behind closed doors. Um so certainly not, uh, you know, a surprise. But again, proof positive that you can get. Maybe, well, I guess maybe they said it on the broadcast. But KMA Clam, a regular message board poster, uh, has set 5:54 first mile um, in the women's race. So uh, I think I just got a text from John here. Might might, might have a two miles play. Hold on. Yeah, the Sumgon thing's interesting. Um, you know, her coach Noah Talam is also her husband. So if this goes down, it's sort of hard for, you know, her to say, oh, I just did this. Some rogue person did it. Her coach also coaches his sister, Sarah Chip Churchier, who was the Tokyo Marathon champion. Um, and then they also, uh, Perita just yeah. won the Paris Marathon as well. So, you know, there's a it's, whole, it's the top women's marathon group in the world right now. And it, what, the, the story they gave us how they could be doing so well is like the coach understands them. Um, Noah understands them better than their previous coach, Claudio, who was the coach when Rita Jepsu tested positive. So, you know, I mean, of, of course I had my eyes up, Robert, when their previous training partner had tested positive for drugs. Um, but the, uh, well, they're showing the women's race, yeah, but they have, yeah, they have it, it up it's, there it's, that the men's push race is 30 minutes in, uh, you know. Let's not focus on, on, on the broadcasting. If you give a watch, you can hit it right there, assuming you started it on time. Um, but um, you know, one thing talking about Andy Arnold, who we helped send to Kenya last year, was he he's a big defender of the Kenyans and thinks that the stuff's overblown. Um, and actually said that some of the ARD documentary, which I've heard from numerous people, was was fake. Um, of the Kenyan t- stuff, um, you know, clearly they didn't fake the Russian stuff because they had hidden cameras. But he said some of that was staged to make it look worse than it was. Um, which you know, I maybe think they're saying maybe... some of the stuff like, "Oh, look, EPO in the trash." The allegation cool. is that the cameramen and not necessarily the producers, you know, just took a picture of something, put it in. Yeah, which not is you know, possible. That there isn't doping in Kenya. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyways, Andy. When I was talking to Andy over the, over the weekend, he he was saying that. You know, he really does think that a lot of it is sort of rogue, independent doping. You know, a husband has a wife. He, it's just, you know, male-dominated society over there. And he views it as like a cash cow. So he was telling me about, you know, husbands that were doping doping their wives and have women, you know, having them win and still having girlfriends on the side. And it was crazy. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to say, you know, speaking of interesting, you know, things that I heard in the press room on Friday, um, and, and Kenya, I mean, in Boston was, you know, Ricky Sims, who's Mo Farah's agent. Um, he used to he used to represent hundreds of Kenyans. Now he only has a handful. He said, but he said he went to Kenya in 2014, and he hadn't been there in three years. He said it was just different. He said, he said "What do you mean?" He said, "Oh, d- doping was like 
nothing, I never heard about it before there, and it was very innocent. And he's like, the, I was very much aware that it was going on. There were certain doctors everybody knew. He's like, it was definitely clear that you know things had changed. So that doesn't mean that everyone's on it. You know, think about it, these people. We're talking about an entire country. So you know, even look at the Nike Oregon project. There's been allegations about Rob, but Kerry Goucher never said I was on drugs. So you could have people within a group being clean and not clean. Clearly, you know, when Ben Johnson tests positive, it doesn't mean that every North American is test positive either. So um, you know, it's definitely nuanced. But he said it was, you know that was different. But um, <laughs> I forgot who it was. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is, again, sort of the type of scutter, you know, type of gossip you're hearing in the press rooms and outside the hotel, in the hotel at the Fairmont Copley. Someone said, well, yeah, you know, in Kenya, it's sort of rogue doping. In Ethiopia, it's state-sponsored. So, you know, we don't hear much about Ethiopia um, in positives. But I've, I have thought that the, sort of the focus on Kenya and it being really bad, I was like, come on, you know, people cheat in all countries. And, you know, I've often thought, like, why would it be any different in Ethiopia? And this person was saying it wasn't and was saying he actually thought it was worse because he thought it was coming. Sort of, in Ethiopia, things are much more controlled by the Federation. So if there's nothing going on there, it would be sort of more, um, you know, from the front. So there you see on NBCSN, people are talking about this package. I think that all these meets are going to be free if you subscribe to cable and get the NBCSN package, or you can pay something like $60. But look at the women's race. I mean, they're totally five wide here. They should have hit the 5K. Um, well, I'll look that up on the leaderboard to see what we've got. But um, seventeen forty-four. Boom! I just uh, tell me what I'm it. watching on the, my computer, so I'm probably a little bit behind the TV. What's the TV? No, you're like now? one second ahead of me. I'm watching on my computer as well. Um, oh. I've got to figure out how to take my screenshots. These first Here's miles are thing. way downhill, and. Uh, Yet it's very slow. So I will give you. I mean, there's even like I you mean, got Desi, you got you got. What is that? Is that like a I'm trying to figure out who some of these other people are? Essentially, some of these white faces. I'm a little bit surprised. You know, they think those sort of. Well, After seventeen forty-four, Desi, folks. Two twenty-nine thirty-nine page, right? Rachel now. Hannah. It is great to see the women up there. I, this is why I like Boston, though, because it, it was always exciting as an American fan living in Flagstaff when we watched these races. You know, even if they weren't like, is that Esther Atkin back in the green? I'm not sure who that is, but you, you can see people even in the back, even if they're dropped. You could see them running closer. Whereas in the rabbit races, Americans just getting dropped right away. So. um um. Yeah, they're running. Yeah, Bob, here. You know, arguably one of my favorite days of the year. I just used to love waking up today and then going on my run afterwards and sort of dreaming of winning the Boston Marathon. No longer do that anymore, but dream good. Keep dreaming, people. Dream of something. Um, Robert, when are we gonna are we gonna stop the call at the start of the men's race? I don't know. People are demanding that we keep it going, um, but I, I kind of demanding. How can you set. go? It's the chat box, or there's no, a chat box. Taking, no, taking but, in calls. I, I so. like. I like to. Hey, if you're listening in on your phone, if you get some codes, so somehow we can talk to you. But Robert, what's the guy how to do it? Um, no, I think if someone calls in, I could. I, I could put them in on the call. So if you want to call into the number, um, I will put you on on the call. We can talk to you. First water station looks like here. 
Let's see if Jordan gets a Most hat probably. or anything. Well, she's not wearing a hat. Interesting. You know, you think with Rob, we got all the people made fun of him for getting those cool hats. So, who's in a step up? She's looking good. We haven't mentioned her. Yeah, hasn't run well in years. Um, interesting, she hasn't been paid. Um, you know, uh, these races, even though they do an DQ people years later, they, they aren't paying out the first place money to people that were second. Um, and she would have been also getting, gotten the course record. Um, apparently, her, her husband talked to Boston about maybe getting some of that money. Um, she is the course record holder, the only legitimate sub-220 performer in Boston history. So, you know... Uh, be interesting. They're the men. There we go. My boy Mutai said he was ready to go. See, he had a stomach problem. There's um, Matt Kaplaski. We've not mentioned Matt, but I mean, he deserves more. Ruff is not wearing the new shoes. He's wearing yellow shoes. Um, and I mean, it's a really good men's field on on the men's side in terms of American talent. Uh, so, do you think? Well, well, before this starts, we have to shoes? give some talk a little bit well, about Matt Kaplaski. We will, but can we talk about Rupp's shoes? So you're saying that, I mean, you know that I think there must have been a quiet thing from the IWF to Nike saying don't wear these shoes in competition. There's no way Rupp would not be wearing them. You know, that doesn't make what any sense. What I heard was that the, maybe the one shoe, maybe it, well, we don't know. First of all, for the two-hour, sub-two-hour attempt, Nike has not said what would make it in re- record ineligible. So that only leaves a few possibility things, illegal pacing and something with a water bottle or shoes. So, you know, maybe they're just going to flat out come out and say, like, yeah, this shoe shouldn't be allowed. Maybe it's a total marketing thing. Um, or the shoe could be illegal, and, you know, they're not going to let someone wear it in a legal race. Um, so, you know, what I had heard was that Kipchoge, there was, like, two prototypes of the shoe, and he was wearing one of them, something like that. So, you know, they weren't making it for – they hadn't made it for other people. or You know, three people doing that race were doing it. Um, but who knows? A couple guys in the start have hats on. Not a lot, but you can see sort of uh, not necessarily the pros. Um, well, Meb's got a hat on. So, you know, I think the heat's a concern. The hotter it is, the better that's for good for Galen Rupp. Um, but, well, Meb having a shoe issue here, taking off a shoe. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm man, this is his final Boston. We, how can we? We got to give him at least a minute of coverage before New York. We'll, we'll just have like a five minute. Oh, uh, look! Look how smart Webb is. Look, putting on the Skechers right at the line to give them publicity. The guy is a genius in terms of marketing. It, it, he is so good. Um, you know, but yeah, so really Matt, smart, this is his right. final Boston. Well, it's best that we don't talk about Matt. Well, that's not true because we tried to hype up Matt one year. Did we hype him up the year before he won New York? He said, "Look, he's having a good year." You know, but Matt is kind of like Desi. Like, you think, oh, no, he just he hasn't run as fast. How could he possibly win? And he's won two majors. So, you know, but I'm reading on the message board some good posts here by Scuba Kane. Hey, NBC, how about putting the clock on the screen with mileage and projection? That's what I'm saying. When you watch a sporting event, there's a little thing at the bottom. It's called a score. You know, how about the thing called the pace? Um. Jonathan Gold is doing a good job on the message board, folks. He's keeping everybody updated. Galen Wright is wearing half tights. Is that true? People are saying that. Um, well, was Galen wearing a hat? I didn't see that. Um, I think he was. He oh, it's a girl. So, yeah. Sako. And 
Brett Lauren, our Japanese running blogspot, had an interesting post yesterday about what would be a good performance for Osaka. You know, the Japanese were winning this race regularly in the 60s and 70s, um, but since it's now, he said there's sort of a stigma in Japan. Well, it's not record eligible, so people don't run Boston anymore. But he's been he's U.S. based. He trained for Salazar. Um, only one Japanese man has run, you know, under 210. They were saying sort of 214 would be good for him. That would put him in the top 10. I, I don't think 214 is good for someone of his ability. And this is a guy that was running 61 low. I think he had a collegiate record in the half marathon in Japan. Like, I mean, this guy was. You know, uh, two fourteen. Come on, he he should 14? be Yeah, like if you want to mail it in a, a guy like that. He wants to mail it in and shoot it for top five, even or top ten in Boston. Just go off the backpack and hold up. Like you're gonna get top five. I mean, you hold up to the course and run moderately well. Um, people usually fall apart and crater um, unless it's one of the record years. But you know, like what Abdi Abdurrahman at thirty nine was third in New York last year. Like good run for him, but like. You know, it's not like he was contending for contending for the win. Oh, well, so. take some callers. We had take some callers. Someone by the screen name of New York. I'm going to put you on next. Oh, Habs is on here too, and guest 88. I'm going to go to New York first. I'm going to figure out if I can do it. New York, let's see if I can get you on here. New York, how are you? Here to talk, New York. Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? All right. Well, what's your story? Are you are you like a two hundred five marathoner? Are you a college kid? Are you a or are you a a guy with a eight figure income with a model wife who runs thirteen fifty five five days? What about all of the three? Well, that that would be amazing. (laughs) What are uh, what are your thoughts? Why do you think they they do this stagger? Like, do they just not consult anyone? What is who are they trying to target? Um, well, I think they clearly want to give the women, you know, it's sort of a, they want to give the women their, you know, but, but back when the women started with the men, it was hard to focus on the women's race, but I've never, I've never understood why they finished that close together. I mean, I, I thought it was a time thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to close down the streets for that long, but I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense because they're starting the wheelchairs before that. So they can just as easily – to me, they should start the elite men first so they finish farther. I, I've never understood it. I talked to David Monty one time about it. Well, do you know why? I, I keep claiming every year after watching one of these races, it drives me so much. I'm going to write like a 15-page memo and send it to the New York Marathon directors and Boston Marathon directors and FedEx. But I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think, New York? Does it drive you nuts too or what? Yeah, I've always just assumed that it, it reduces the uh, amount of – TV coverage time so that they can uh, they can restrict it to sort of ending around the same time. But it's always been insane to have like, you know, major moves going on. And then you're just, you're just wondering, even if it's cut down the stream, then sometimes they go to commercial the same time they do on the TV. So just as like, why even bother? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, my big thing is they always, miss, even when they're not in commercial, they always miss the break. I mean, basically yeah. there's a, they don't acknowledge the fact that, we're watching this race basically waiting for one thing to happen, for somebody to drop somebody at the end of the race. And they always yeah. miss it. But the, the bigger problem is when the women's race finishes, that's generally when the break's about to be made in the men's race. And they'll either inevitably interview the wheelchair winner or the women's race and not do a split screen, you know, and, and they'll miss it. But, yeah. you know, the, the, the TV time, yeah, I wonder that. 
I, I had this proposal, like, you could just start, like, I mean, if it's the amount of money, I mean, I guess they want to show the start. But honestly, like, we don't need to watch the first half. Like, what if we came on and they were already halfway through? They could tell us what happened yep. in the first half. I mean, people would be mad. People would not be complaining about it. But it's like they could almost, you know, start showing the broadcast at halfway. It was a matter of, like, it costs so much money to put it on TV. I, I think they should follow, like, a, almost like a Twitch model where they could do an, just an online stream with the clock running, average split, just let that run, no commentary. And then they could do the TV targeting for whatever they want. They could show the, you know, the personal interest stories, the, you know, the interviews, just because they're just going to get random people flipping on the TV for, you know, to watch this. But the, the, the hardcores, you want to watch, like you're saying, like you want to see the splits. You want to see the race in, in its entirety, not just, not just interrupted. Yeah. And there's yeah, so much that, that NBC, USATF announced last week, I didn't even see this till yesterday, that, you know, they're going to have this $60 package and you can watch track meets online and the Boston Marathon. And I was like, okay, well, I, I'm watching now NBCSN for free. So maybe a couple of meets won't be on, they'd be on that. But if you're going to do that, you're going to pay for something, it should be enhanced coverage, right? Like, yeah, yes. right now there should be women's, oh, I want to watch the women's feed. I just click on the women's feed, men's feed, whatever. Like, you know, yep. like if, if you get, if you subscribe to MLB.tv, I can watch the, you know, I'm a Texas Rangers fan. I can watch the Rangers feed. I can watch the away feed. I can sync the audio from the radio with the TV. Like, you know, I get something for what I'm paying, you know, instead of just like the same old, same old. They have the cameras they, on them anyway. It's not adding any, any work. It's just putting it in a platform yeah. that... You know, it's it's not adding into anything additional to them. It just yeah, it doesn't make any sense. How yeah, much do you think the streaming uh, in the US is feel like is behind? Oh, it's in London. Maybe it's the Olympics or send them to just pull yeah. the BBC player, you know. Uh see what they have. Debbie London folks pushing it in the lead. But uh and their streamer for one of the Olympics, like you know, had the live streamer and then it had at the bottom, like it would just show you like click here and you go like four hundred meter hurdles. Final, in case you missed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it, it sort of had these little tabs, and you could just real quickly go back to stuff you missed. On uh, BBC, right? Yeah, BBC. So, what do you think of the uh, the weather? How much do you think that's going to affect? Do you think it's? You mean the heat being a problem? Yeah. Um, it's going to slow them, for sure. It just seems hot. Too many people have hats on. What's it, 69 degrees right now? It's definitely warm. So, Rupp has to like that. Look at the guy. I, know, I, I can't people. see Rupp pulling it off today. I think look, when he's got more spectator. tape on than usual, like, it, his body isn't right, right? At the Olympics, he didn't have all this kinesio tape as much to this extent. I think it's just 100% showing that his body isn't 100%. Um, so, you know, didn't Matt his people do him more than though? anyone to be prepared, but... His body's not 100%, so I think the, no. the heat helps him. It, heat I just don't helps. think it's that hot. I mean, 69 in the sun is a little warm, but think about your house, you know, like 71's a little warm, but 69 feels pretty cold. I mean, you're right in the sun, Robert. I know, I know. The Olympic trials only 80 in the sun. Like, how hot do you yeah, want to be? You know, no, that was hot as hell. That was hot as hell. There's a huge difference, though, between, like, I really think there's a huge difference between, like, 73 and 65. Or, you know, between 
you know, seventy weeks. Most of the spectators are kind of wearing shorts and longer, longer. You know, they're wearing like shorts with like maybe a long sleeve shirt. I did find it interesting, right? Rupp, maybe he listens more to Alberta. He's wearing all white. He's like the only guy in all white, um, except one of these women. Jordan Say wearing black. Um, you know, it's going to absorb a little more heat, but she's got less clothing on because she's got the midriff on. 203 but, pace first mile, they say. Like, so you're listening to I'm not. Uh, okay, uh, if you're watching the TV, what, what time are you on? My, my stream, I'm at 439, 440. I'm at, I'm at 543 right now on, wow. the, on the live TV. Time machine, you're ahead of me. <laughs> Don't tell me what happened. Has Rob fallen down? There's a huge break. Half the field drop. It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. The Boston yeah. Marathon is over in the first mile. Oh, they haven't, I was like, why, have, I'm like, why haven't I gotten the 10K split? I guess women haven't had the 10K yet. So they were 1745, so that would be 3530. It looks like they're going faster. So what was the first mile for the men then? They just quoted the first one case, one case, what is 253, 203 place. Uh, and this is part of my favorite time when there's jokers up there. You know, that makes you entertaining. <laughs> and they're not showing that. What was it, Jared Schumacher? The former Test champion who had one year. Am I quoting the right name, Robert? Yes. Well, I don't know if you are, actually. Isn't that the Olympic triathlon guy? Yeah, wasn't that him? I don't think they're running fast, because look how they're 10 wide here in the men's race. Meb, folks, Meb is in. Where's Rupp? Has he got a hat on? Can't see right now. They're showing Ed Whitlock and Norb Sander. Perhaps in the white in the middle. And a hat? I'm looking at Got a hat on. Meb has a hat on. I don't think there's an either hat on. Is it not interesting that Rob's wearing a hat, but it says he's not wearing a hat? Random, like, BAA guy or something up there. Yes, there is. I'm on. The guy on the left, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the greatest efforts in American distance running. This man, he's got to be at least 170 pounds, in blue, <laughs> with a hat on, Clydesdale division. This is unbelievable. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Can he make it? I'm going to go. Oh, man, they cut away in mine. Mine's behind. I'm sorry. You guys were watching live TV. I need to get on the TV. I'm on my computer. Um, wow, Norb Sander and Ed Whitlock tribute. That was nice, actually. So they um, went 17-13 for the second 5K for the women. So that would be, well, if they were running just that for the whole way, I mean, that's about 10 seconds a mile faster. So that'd probably be about 225 pace. Let's see here. Yeah, oh, how good am I? 225 marathon pace, but the first was running at 229 pace. So I'm assuming... If you split the difference in the two, they're probably on 227 days. I'm praising the Chinese <laughs> The dog is not happy. He's used to going out for a walk at the time of day. Oh, Robert's dog is not happy. Did uh, Hesse have any uh, 
significant pace changes during her last two halves, where she pretty consistent? Like how how is a break? Do you think is going to affect her? That's I think an interesting question. Oh, I mean, like once the race breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of thing. Like that's a very good question. So, so also like also how I think of runners. I think of her like she's not that powerful, right? She's this sort of very slender thing. So like I feel like a change of pace doesn't. She's not ready for that, right? She's not this explosive runner. Um, just yeah. in general. So I sort of wondered also, like, how does that body type? I have no idea if these things are correlated. Hold up on a course like this with lots of hills, and you know, you need to like rev up and rev down. Um, Why don't you so light? It would help her. Run up the hills. Help her. I mean, you might be able to just navigate the hills. So you don't want to have be this powerful thing. But in terms of Houston, okay. um, Wait. I, you know, she ran. She ran aggressively the whole way. I think she was going for, for it and sort of actually ran a little bit slower than she wanted because of the humidity, but most people were like a couple minutes slow and she was like 30 seconds slow, 40 seconds. Whereas in Prague, I think she purposely held back and then picked it up at the end. Um, mm. so it wasn't even like a, it wasn't a hundred percent effort, even though her time was very good. So I think she did save something. Mm. So maybe that would help her a little bit for the marathon, but sort of I don't know. It's still going to be so uh, uh, such uncharted territory. Even if you like, let's say you run a half for a marathon, you're like going to do a little more of a training run and like pull back and push it in at the end. That's sort of like a tempo run, right? Like proper way to do yeah. it. So like pull back, sure. push in. Whereas you're racing, you're running pretty hard. You've never run 20 miles hard this hard in your life, and then somebody takes off. Like, is anyone prepared for that? Can you really prepare for that in training? Um, you can you can try to do stuff to simulate it and get ready, but at that point, I think if she's up there, like, you know, she'll thank God and just go for it and, you know, see what she's got. Like, that would be such a – the most unbelievable thing if she's up there at that point. Um, okay. This is the thing I don't get. So, I'm watching NBCSN online. I guess on TV they went to commercial. But why do I need to have a blank screen when they go to commercial? I mean, it's an international speech. Exactly. Send me the damn freaking – I mean, mute it. So I don't have to, you know, I get it. I've done broadcasting. You want to have a break as a broadcaster. This is why, folks, if you're listening to the show and you've been listening to the beginning, you're watching broadcast excellence. I mean, Walter and I have been talking nonstop for one hour, no breaks, no producers, folks, just pure genius. Oh, I know. This is amazing. Okay, we're back. This is great. Well, the men's race thing, definitely I, I, is not on two or three pace because. One thing that's interesting, we didn't talk about Jared Ward. I, I've watched some Runners World interviews with him. He's got a good personality. He's kind of an interesting guy. He's a stats professor at, at BYU. They had random. He went up to interview random people, and it's like, I'm running Boston for the first time. Can you give me advice? And that is pretty funny. I have a link to it on, on the homepage. You've <laughs> seen it. But um, yeah, Jared's great. John and I at the uh, I forgot Robert. You didn't make it to Rio Olympics. At the uh, Olympics. We oh, wait, to, I got uh, confused. I thought Matt had broken away, and I was showing a, a, a video of him winning from several years ago. Boom, choice. The big tram train to the top of the mountain at, at Rio. Um, we were doing it, actually, the day after the day after the Olympic Marathon, and Jared was there. So. There's John <laughs> Hancock turtle. I think he, I think he wanted his picture taken with me and John. It was, it was, it was quite interesting, kind of funny. Uh, we we got our picture taken together, um, but yeah, you know, he he said being a professor, I think it sort of helps him. He's in the real world, we're the most 
Well, people on the message board are already criticizing Desi. You know, you can't win as an elite. Someone told me the other day that she doesn't fight. She just fades as a woman. And then she fades and doesn't go for it. And I said, well, you are aware of the fact that she, like, led. I forgot what year. It was, like, 2014 or 15. She did this before. She led. Now she's leading. Another guy's criticizing her for leading. So. Meb <laughs> um, out in front at the moment. Oh wow! Started. I didn't think about this. People involved. You need to. You, there's. You know, we've made some changes. Yes, Meb won this race three years ago. That is so sickening. And a PR. That's just so unbelievable. People can pause and appreciate that. Folks, we should have highlighted that article about Ryan Hall and him and letting him go away. It's one of the best articles in Let's Run. Thank you. My exclusive. I want to thank Chris Chavez for letting me have that. You know, you go to these media things and it's like. When you have a question that nobody else has, it's like you don't want to ask it in a room full of people because then everyone's going to get the same story. So I was talking to like the other Americans, and they're like, yeah, I mean, Ryan told us to let him go and just not do anything. And then Chavez was there, but he came in like in the middle of the interview. He's like, oh, I'm like, why didn't you write a story yourself? He's like, well, I, I, you had it. And I'm like, well, it wasn't like I was the only one that heard it. I was just the only one smart enough to realize what they're talking about. So thank you, Chris, for not writing that story as well. Um, so I'm looking on the message board. Well, people are upset because, you know, nowadays if you put a link to a YouTube video, it actually shows you a picture of the video. So people can't do that Rick Roll thing, you know, with the fake videos. Oh, thank God. Great. So. You guys are appreciating the advanced features of the message board now. We go to the talk show client. See here, well, I think I don't know if we still have our other callers in or not. Oh, you can. New York, it's been good talking to you. We got to get to our other callers. We're gonna, we're gonna kick well, you gonna off. We're gonna kick him off. He's a great caller. Oh, you might keep him on forever. Well, New York, stay on the phone. Best caller so far. Bring, we might bring him back. He is great. You are great. You're great. But I'm gonna mute you, New York, and go try to get somebody else. Let's go to guest 88. Guest 88, are you there? He might be just listening. He doesn't want to speak. He may not want to speak. Guest 88, if you don't want to speak, you got a chance. Guest 88, going once. Going twice. You're no longer part of the call. All right, let's go to Habs at UPenn. I forgot his real name. Habs, how's it going? Hi. I guess I'm here. Yeah, uh, I guess what I was trying to look for was um, what the early splits would be for the men, uh, just because I guess we've never really seen Rupp get out hard in, in a marathon before. You know, in both of his marathons, he's been able to wind it up. They've had slow starts. So um, I think, like, that was definitely a, coming into this, that was a possibility for the men with the, uh, with the tailwinds and because the first few miles are hilly. So, like, we just don't know what that kind of start will have on the system. But... Um, I don't know what the early splits are for the men. Uh, see, they came through 5K. Um, it's like 15.25, so um, that's like 2.10 pace. So really nothing. I guess that's he's handled that before. So it looks 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 favorable for Rob. Yeah, I mean, they generally screw around. I, I agree with you, Habs. I want to see. I mean, there's 25 guys in the lead pack, so I think that's yeah, all you need to know about I know Rob can do. I know that Rob can hard. run a tactical marathon and go for it. I, I want to see him... You know, I, I would love to see him running against 
you know, a totally stacked field of 204 pace. He won the half, it's interesting, though, like, right? The half shorts, you know, Alberto's going to leave no stone unchanged. They probably think the half shorts are better for the hills because he's never worn half shorts before, right? Like, he's got the hat on. He's going to be prepared. The heat seems a factor. Guys seem, the guys seem to be sweating more than the women. Men do sweat more than women, though. It's a known fact. Um, so going to be interesting. So it looks like you got the 5K split. The first mile was 4.52. So, and the second mile was 10.01. So definitely not fast. So, folks, you know, working from home most days, I do have an office, but I rarely go to it. Um, as I was telling you, the dog is very unhappy. So I tied her up to a little chain outside that she can stay in the yard, but it's raining, so she was going nuts. You're going to have to go upstairs, dog, while I watch this race. Well, keep talking to Habs. Yeah. He said he's telling us some story. What happened? Wasn't, I wasn't paying attention, Habs. Um, oh, the, Robert was saying something about the 5K splits. But the, uh, yeah, it looks like the splits. Yeah, it looks like the splits are kind of messed up on the website right now. It's showing two random guys, but as the 10K split. But um, but the 5K we have, they're going to 10 pace basically. So yeah, the, uh, the you guys are going to expose us, sort of. People think you know during the race we're doing all sorts of coverage. Pretty much, I spend the first half sort of watching, finding out my getting my live tracking stuff. Usually, I've sort of had the mile splits down by now. This time, I haven't even pulled up the live tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the women's race, we're down to, we still got more than 10 people. Great post by Guinness so, Trapper Keeper on the message board. What is the marathon half-tights record? Guinness Book does have records for everything. I wonder if there's one for that. The one thing I can't hear, though, is the sound. Oh, wow. Someone was pointing out that Rupp is running very close to Matt. Remember that? Well, Matt was not happy about that at the Olympic trials. It's amazing to me how many people are looking for streams. Like, do people not subscribe to cable? Like, I don't get it. Like, you got to get people, come on. You don't really people save have, that uh, much money by cutting the cord. Even if you do, get Sling TV and you can watch NBCSN. You can go to college and I live in a house with nine other people and there's only one TV. So I have to yeah, I think true. the beauty of the Let's Run message boards, um, some guy might have, they might have found the guy, actually I don't have his name, but the guy who was, the big guy on the right, left, you know, looked him up. Oh, it looks like he's kind of running fast now on the men's side, doesn't it? I'm a minute behind the TV stream now. So we can't continue this through the finish because the people on TV who are talking to them, they would tell me what would happen. It would be very upsetting to me. People are really complaining about the TV coverage. I'm going to turn on the volume to see if I can listen to how bad it is. Okay, we should sign off at 9.30, Robert. That'll be a one-hour show.
Actually, that'll be now. Why, why is um? I can't believe this. Is the Japanese guy that's in Rob's group wearing black singlet? Is that him? Um, on the far on the right. Sako, it's, it's, what's his name? Seguro or something? Yep, Seguro yeah, Sako. Is that him? He's wearing black. I don't get it. He dropped out. It's like Rupp gets Rupp, you know. Rupp always has yeah, like, I don't know what the most advanced everything wearing white singlet would make sense. Is that him? He just dropped out. Who? He didn't he look like Osako on his singlet, but it said uh, what? There was guys with an S on his name, which would be weird. Why would his first name be on there? Not sure. Did anyone see that? He just dropped out. Rub's shirt's also flapping around. I guess that's the issue of the half tights. Usually everybody's got their shirts tucked in, but half tights, he didn't want to. Wait, did anyone see that? Well, was that him in the black? Yeah, I did see it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a different Japanese guy. It says because he was wearing Puma, and he would be wearing Nike if he was uh, Seguro Sako, apparently. Yeah. That's okay, a um, different guy. I don't think that was him. Anyways, I was like, I didn't see to that. me, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, there's no way. Alberto Salazar is too smart. There's no way he would have a guy wear a black on you know, 69 degrees yeah. a day. I mean, it's just stupidity. Uh, and that's one thing. Come on, Hansons. Come on, Brooks. Why is Desi wearing a black and ro- – she's wearing a black singlet, right? Jordan is saying black. So I don't, I don't get it. He just said. What? Huh? Well, I guess I take back what I said about Alberto. I apologize for the compliment, but I would be wearing. No, but white. I agree. I think for like Alberto, for Galen has a different level of sort of thought that he puts into it. It's like we're everything possible here to wear the white singlet. The other people either he doesn't bring it up, they're doing, or they're just like, oh, fine, we're fine wearing this. Like, yeah. there's a complete another level of preparation um, for Galen. So it's you know it's kind of interesting, right? That all of them wouldn't be wearing the same white, but. You know, Galen's got the half tights on. He's got all the tape on his legs. Um, the hat. He's got the cooling hat. Not well, that's great, right. I mean, because when people talk about, you know, if there, if there was doping in the group, people are like, well, does that mean they're all on it? People are like, no, there's an A team. There could be an A team, meaning Rob, and then everybody else is the B team. Um, you know, speaking of sort of the overthinking of thinking about it, um, Tony Revis had an interesting blog post about um, about sort of the psychology of what makes a great athlete. And he, he actually quoted a Forbes.com article. Um, if you go to Tony's website and he quoted this Dr. Stan Beecham and people think that like elite athletes are better thinkers than everybody else. And this guy said, Dr. Stan Beecham said, that's actually not true. He's like, the quote is, it's the absence of thought that defines sporting excellence, the absence of cognition, the absence of emotion. That really is the advantage. So, you know, I do think that one thing, you know, it's like I'd be in that race. I'd be thinking, oh, my God, I don't have a white singlet on. It's too hot. Uh, you know, you know, I think sort of my Ivy League brain would be like talking me out of, oh, it's too hot, blah, blah, blah. Whereas, you know, if you don't think about it, you know, oh, I'm wearing a red, dark red singlet. It's okay. Actually, all of the elite women pretty much are wearing dark singlets. Um, Desi's in dark red. Uh, most of the Adidas women are in dark blue. Um, and Kippa got some light blue. Where is the favorite? What is she wearing? What does she look like? She's in blue. Oh, no, that's Kippa Gut. I don't see her. Uh, Am I missing something? I don't know what she looks like. Oh, there she is in the back. Yellow. 
Anyways. Um, let's see if we can get... Uh, we, we, I'm going to try to get another caller on. Habs, you can stay on. Oh, we got H.M. Giraffe. H.M. Giraffe, I'm going to go to you. Five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. H.M. Giraffe, do you want to speak? Three seconds. Two, one. H.M. Giraffe, you're no longer on the call. All right, guest 232 and guest 275. Going to go to 232. Hello, guest 232. Would you like to speak? Don't be shy. And 275, don't be shy. See, some people are afraid to be part of broadcasting excellence. Harry, though, is not. New York is exceptional as well. It's all. Guest 233 is upset with me for citing my Ivy League brain, folks. Yes, one thing that the great Nathan Taylor, my boss at Cornell, used to say, he's like, he used to get mad at these kids in Ivy League. He's like, you guys are intellectually smart enough to justify anything. It's true. Like, kids could, like, you know, go out and have six beers the night before a race and think there's some good reason for it or at least come up with a good excuse for it. So um, it is annoying. It is annoying, I'm sure, to have an intellectual justification for everything. Um, well, we never made our picks. Before we sign off, if we're going to sign off at 1030, um, uh, you know, I, oh, I think we all picked uh, um, Gladys Turner on the women's side. You know, I, I don't know who to pick on the men's side. I mean, Shabbat, uh, last seven marathons, only one's been under 208. Why would I pick him? Uh, just because I talked to his agent and I like his agent. Maybe Emmanuel Mutai would be a great story, but he didn't have a good half. I, I don't know who to pick. John has picked Lemmy Burhanu highly. Um, so that's one option. Well, do you have an official pick for us? Uh, for men or women? For men. We've got Toronto on the women's side. That is the official electronic pick. Although I don't see her. Wait, have you seen Toronto on the broadcast? I haven't actually been looking for her. But That's uh, what I'm saying. I asked you what she was wearing. Yeah, let's make sure she's actually up there. Oh, there she is, right? In blue? Right behind us. Hmm. I'm not sure, actually. I'm a minute behind. I'm seeing Desi London whiskey collection right now. Um, yeah, as of the 15th day, she's in third. The what? Toronto's in third, as of the 15th day, which is like two minutes ago. In blue, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yep, that's definitely her in blue. Yep, I can see the babe. Or is that Joyce Chip Curie? No, nah, it's Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this. See, see. My feet uh, kind of, my kind of feet is kind of um, choppy. Going to do yeah, monitor, bad, folks. And, and they break to the commercials in between, but on the webcast you don't get the commercials, so it's just like you look at nothing. Already complained you about that, right? Some people were linking to a live BAA.org feed. Might only work outside of the U.S. No commercials. Um, it's, on the, it's on the forums. Might need to set your IP address outside of the United States. Well, I'm yeah. sure people outside of the United States. Do you think how many people do you think are paying from the U.K. to track twenty dollars? I don't get it. Why doesn't just if the BAA is going to send it charge? Why don't they just charge themselves? Why do they let? Why does Fortrack pay them and then charge? I mean, the only reason to do that would be if you're 
floor track and you think you can get someone to forget to cancel, so they pay $150 because they forget to cancel in six weeks. Six it's months. not on floor track in the United States. It's for like other, like, New Zealand and stuff. Well, I know, but why but, wouldn't it be? But a, it also seems like smaller. a weird thing because if you're a New Zealand Boston Marathon fan, are you really a U.S. college track and field fan? But, hey, each can do their own. But I sort of agree also. If you're just going to sell the Boston Marathon to put behind a paywall for a one-off watch in one country, you should just do it yourself. So I got to call John. I still, uh, I still think Toronto's wearing white. I mean, no, I don't see a Toronto. I don't know what she looks like. Um, you know, like, have we seen the men's race in like 30 minutes? Like, this is so annoying. This is the problem. Like, I'm all for Title IX and giving women their due, but now they don't even show the men's race anymore. It's really pathetic. And honestly, like, this is we we can't deny ourselves. Men's sports are more popular than women's sports. There's more people into the men's race. They're running absolutely faster than the women. We should be getting that 10K split in a few seconds at least for men. Is Yamane yeah, but it's annoying. Yeah. There. He's my dark horse. He's my pick on the men's side. Yamane Sagay. Oh, Sagay. Fukuoka winner. I just used to love the Fukuoka Marathon as a kid, so. I, I would pick Mutai if I could see him up there. I'll but, look uh, smart when it wins. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. They've shown the men's race for the first time in 10 minutes. They must not be going fast because Abby's up there. Oh, Rob, look at Rob. Does Rob not look smooth to me? He does not look smooth to me. Galen Rob. It's hard for me to discount him, but I just can't see him winning it. He looks Field awkward. Just, tremendous. You're right. Well, you're right. With with a single not tucked in, it looks bizarre. He looks like a yeah, jog- it's a bad look. Hobby jogger. But if you win the race, people will forgive you. So. Oh, look. Who was I talking about? Mutai, and he's leading it. Um, yeah. Muto is my pick, folks. Book it right now. Write it. Oh shit! Well, it's ten thirty-one. We're past our time. Frank. Oh, Meb's up there. Look at Meb. You know, you know, you you don't tell me Meb wants to beat Rob badly in this race. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know that there's got to be some. Really? You, know, they could... you think that's a possibility? What do you mean? I like, guess it's he a didn't possibility. Like it. If Rob drops out, right? He's if well, Rob. You think Rob will stagger to the finish? I think Rupp either hits it out of the park, crushes Mab, or he doesn't finish. Oh, I, yeah, I think he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. He finished a half marathon. Yeah, but a marathon, like, well, it'll be interesting, right? I mean, I mean, there's some pressure for some people not to drop out. The other big thing to factor in, I've right, got is, to find the feed. is the I've appearance feed, how that works, how much money Rupp is getting to run this race. It's, you know, the only question is how high in the six figures is it? And, no, but, but he may not people, care. Well, then Rob probably makes so much money from Nike, it's probably not insane. I mean, I heard that we at one point was making seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So I bet Rob's got to be up there. Um. All right. Well, we do have the ten k split. It was thirty set twenty seven two oh eight pace. Five k split. Yeah, they were they were at like two ten pace through five k. Now they've 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 took it down a little. Um, I think that could be you know. Even though the second half, you got to watch for the um, the hills. But the measuring board is hilarious. Rupp is I mean, they're two eight right now. Stuff. Well, then, I think that they I think that they banned these shoes. Anyway, they said that Rob is definitely not in the sub two shoes. And then someone says, "Why would they be in the sub two shoes if he's trying to run over two hours?" 
<laughs> very funny, very funny. Host by not really a Brojo. I like the name too. Pretty clever. Um, a little update from the message board. Women's mile nine was five twenty. Fastest of the race so far. They're now in two twenty six pace. I think I'm gonna get this live. I'm gonna get it's this kind of live. Why work. are people saying that Desi needs a fast pace? Because I know she thinks she doesn't have big speed, but. She's tough. Wouldn't it be good just to be with the leaders when it comes down to it? Yeah, they're just saying they don't want it to be a 232 race. You know, make it 224. You know, if it comes down to a pure kick, she loses. Okay, I get it. But kicking in a marathon is different from anything else. It's the Boston Marathon. It's not like they're just going to sit there over the hills and sort of like jog the hills and then like sprint the last 400. The race will take off. You know, at some point in the last 10 miles, the hills wear people out you know, Boston's never going to come down to just like, I mean, the marathon's never going to come down to pure speed anyway. So, uh, but I guess if they just, let's say they just waltz through the first half and like, I don't know, 118 or something. Uh, well, if you can somehow change your IP address, maybe you know, tell it to, to the local New England, you can watch it on WBZ. You get to listen to Tony Rabbit and Shailene Flanagan. That may be the way to go. Um, but I know they have a lot of commercials in that too, probably. I mean, this is just infuriating. Like, like yeah. these people at NBCSN, I don't get it. Like, you're streaming. I, show me. I'd rather see the the TV commercial than just see. Then a blank like, screen. Oh, I agree. It doesn't make any sense. Marathon yeah. push rim coming to the finish on the Roku stream. Yeah. They don't show any of the race, and they'll just show the end, and people are supposed to be super excited by the... Uh, so, well, you're ahead of me. You're like three or four seconds ahead of me. Are you watching through Xfinity or through NBCSN? Okay, wait. I'm going to predict that the guy in the lead wins. Habs has probably already seen it on TV. Oh, you're streaming too, Habs? I'm streaming too, so I just got the, uh, the push room finish. They just popped up for me. Mine's coming in. I got this guy in the lead here in black. Come on, Ron. Yeah, you got to get the names right, man. It doesn't look like anything's happening. Well, so just... it was three in a row, historic, ladies and gentlemen, historic win. Why are they? Pay... Look how, oh, look how windy. Any win is historic. Win. No, seriously, seriously, look at that. Everyone, look at the flag. Y'all are a little bit ahead of me. My God, look how windy it is. Yeah, I can see. Look at that. There's a direction. It's straight behind him. Straight behind him. What I tell you? Where's the, the flag? Down to him. If the guy in the lead would win, I told you he would. And the guy behind started gave up and started coasting. Sub two. Where's the flag? Folks, folks, sub two. They went sub two. They've gone sub two, ladies and gentlemen. We already have a sub two. I'm posting it on the message board. We've done it. Trying to see the flags. Where are the flags? Are you kidding? It was like a wind tunnel. Oh, yeah. Is that wheelchair race or is this push rim? Are those different? This is real That's, wheelchair, right? Just watch. Push rim is your is your what typically is yeah considered traditional wheelchair. Oh, this is push rim. Oops, three in a row. Drinking Gatorade, hopefully a sponsor of the race. See if anyone's on the message board today. Normally today is one of the biggest traffic days to the website. 
Uh, sign off, Whoa. Robert. Whoa. Thousands of people, folks, are on Let's Run. Traffic is about six times normal right now. Folks, just I think people are enjoying the comments. I mean, yeah. Millions, excuse me. Um, Larry Rawson, folks, people want to know what he's I assume he's doing international broadcast. Rob's yeah, it's good thing all, 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 we get about a million unique visitors a month. Thankfully, all of them are not on the site right now at this time. Otherwise, it will come crashing down. Why is the TV coverage? Remember when the site used to crash? Look at the wind right there and the women's race right there. You see the Adidas flags? Sort of pushing. The women's race is starting to get interesting, right folks. Now, I think folks. this will be a good time to sign off. we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, you can see the flags. It's not as windy out in the town. Yeah, it is. Wait, no. So I don't want to hear this pushing. show. Folks, they're going to tell you, the runners are going to tell you they didn't feel the wind. Because they're running, look at it right there. The white flag on the women's race. I mean, there's definitely a tailwind. Do not huge tailwind, Robert. The flags are yeah, but they're, you can they're see trees building. It's, it's probably at the pace that they're running. I mean, if it's a 10 mile an hour tailwind, um, that's a six minute mile, right? 10 miles per hour. So Desi they don't looks feel the it. best of all of these. Wouldn't you guys agree? Desi looks great. Desi. It can't. Be, it doesn't look I think that hot. Might take though. it. I predicted if Desi wins, just remember. I still don't know which one Toronto is. I'm going to just figure it out. All right. Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed it. Maybe in the future we'll just do this running commentary. We're not allowed to comment, though, on the race because we're – BA, don't don't get it wrong. We're not doing play-by-play. We're just commenting on, like, you know, annoying things about your broadcast. So – have have fun at class at one. So this will be over. It'll be over. I mean, I'm assuming the men don't run three hours. You you'll be able mm-hmm. to, you know, make It'll it. Make class. it. Well, thanks so much folks, for keeping this on during. I don't know if y'all know. Habs is the inventor, folks, of the of the bot. Explain what that is, to everybody. Backbot. It's been. It was sort of like a little uh, fun project, I guess. I did it in one day, and I was like, okay, you know. Um, but then I guess people started using it, and. Uh, now, actually, like, it's funny because, like, maybe five or six people in real life that I have met now, like, knew about Crackbot before, including, actually, I was working at a running camp and uh, Kyle Merber was there. And this was only, like, a week after um, Crackbot was out. This was last summer. Um, like, very new. And Kyle Merber knew all about Crackbot. And he said he, uh, he reads the message boards all the time. And he said he would use it to compare him with his, uh, with his friends. So... There you go. Merber is one of uh, one of the people that reads the board. Merber, one of the best guys. What's the Merber's pa- probably listening to this. What's the deal with the pacing one? I always see the now pacing, like optimal pacing. This people seem to be. Oh, the, the, the optimization. Yeah, that's just one of the things. That I guess I, I ought to update the page because really it can do like five other things that aren't listed on the website right now that I've added at random times, but um. Uh, it's, it, you know, it, it's mostly just for fun. It's not the, the only scientific basis. It, it, like, it assumes even splits are optimal um, when really, I guess, you know, the the optimal adjustment, I guess, if you wanted to improve it, would be like a slight negative split in a distance race. But, um, but yeah, it just gives like a baseline, I don't know, based on how much the variance in the splits is, then it could tell you based on even splits what you could run. I think, like, there is definitely a place, you know, for a lot more, especially I've been working a little bit on, like, a um, an interval optimizer because that's, that's, like, the number one question on Let's Run. Everyone is like, okay, 
I ran, you know, four by 800 in this amount and then two by 600 or whatever. Um, and I think like, you know, to, to be able to convert that into like a V dot number or um, an equivalent performance, I know it's all for fun, but, um, but I also think, um, you know, it's good what to be informed. About, K for the oh yeah. It's good to be informed about, uh, stats and I stuff and, um, yeah, what were you going to say? Robert. He just interrupted yeah, you. So, uh, who knows? Nope, who knows? But um, He's distracted yeah. by Wolfley College. Trackbot. Well, I'm, I'm a 20K. Actually, I don't know. Um, Could someone tell yeah. me? Okay, I, I, so I've asked it 100 times. Which one is Toronto? I need to know. He's in blue. He's in the blue singlet. Blue Adidas. I, yeah, I've blue, seen her a few times. Blue tall right there with the halter top. He's tucked behind Desi. On Desi's right shoulder. Right behind Desi. Oh, okay. By the way, Roger, I don't know if you know Will Seidel. You you coached Sorry. him apparently at one point. Yes. Seidel. You know him? Will Seidel. Seidel is his name, yeah. Yeah, Will Seidel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got an email from him, actually. Um, about trackbot, I guess we could uh, talk about it later. But uh, just an uh, interesting email I got a few days ago. Oh, good. Well, Will's a very smart guy. He works at SpaceX, so that's Probably true. I I know I know that too. But um, uh, anyways, yeah. So I've been trying to get these splits, but it's so annoying. Has like normally, you know, other marathons they have every mile. Like here they have five k, ten k, fifteen k, twenty k, and a half. Oh, well, you gotta go to the message board. John's getting every mile, but see. That's why it takes two uh-huh. We're both in the meeting room. All I do, it's literally a full-time job because it takes like a couple minutes to look okay. up on the board. We're signing off when the women hit halfway, and the question is going to be, do we see Do we see the halfway point on the race? They've switched mm-hmm. the wheelchairs. I don't think they'll they show it. They may not even show it. We're already at 20K, so it's very close. They're coming up on it. Um, you know. Just one thirty is it's just an iconic place in the race. You should show it. Well, they've got two k to go in the women's wheelchair, so they should show it. See, these people are idiots. I, I I don't get it. But they never showed but, the men's uh, wheelchair to the van. Now we're going to show the women's. The last people don't know what they're talking about. Okay, here's an inside story. When they introduce the elites in Boston, they have all the elites there for one hour. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, in New York, they do it over like two days. All the international men, international women, U.S. men, U.S. women. I mean, they spread it out. How can you talk to 30 people in one hour? It's impossible. But they introduce them, everyone on stage, and the guy from John Hancock introduces them by their first name, like he's good friends. Like, and we have, but he mis- but he mispronounces their names because he doesn't know their names. The best ever was when he said, we have Dathan, Dathan, Dathan Ritzenheim. But he didn't even say Ritzenheim. So it's like you're acting like you're best friends with these guys when you don't even know their freaking names. Guess three or four, Desi's going to win it. She is looking good, but folks, it's unlikely that she wins. Again, Toronto's a heavy favorite. And then people will criticize her for, for running a gutsy race. It, it makes no sense. When people sit and kick, they're called cowards. When they go from the front, they're called stupid. So, you know, it's a manner at nine miles. Folks, Yes, real still up there. What okay, we must do? We had to miss the women's halfway split, correct? I'm almost certain we've missed it. I don't know. What's the clock at now? 
There you go. I got the half of the woman. This field is not that, you know. Wait, did they show it, though? Did they show him hit it? I don't think they showed it. I, I see on online it's, it's 72-33, pace. People think it's safe suffering. Oh, here we go. go. Folks, again, the best way to cover this is on the message board. Here's the mile splits. 555, 536, 537, 532, 544, 521, six miles fast race, 535, 527, 520, 526, 533, and 517. That's up to mile 12. Um, Jonathan Gold. He does all the work. Well, Wells and I take all the credit. It's amazing being a boss. It's really moving up into higher upper management. It's been one of the great joys of life. Um, the Skedra starting to fall back, it looks like, on the men's race. The men are spread out, so they can't be going that fast. Yeah, there's so many guys. It's not that. People are debating on the message board how it's set. Here it is, 112.33 at halfway. Folks. In case you're not they good at math, it's 225.06. They didn't show it, though, right? Nope. I mean, come no, on. Like, you have to show the halfway split. I know with modern technology, we don't need it. But back in the day, like you had to have that split because otherwise you didn't know what pace they were on. No, but the average person at home would kind of like to see it. Hey, halfway. We're halfway. Here's what's going on. They're halfway. Then they can in the head say, oh, that's 225. I don't think Rupp Better than move. just showing someone randomly like at, like, mile 16 where, like, we can't even figure out what – Mile 16 split is without okay. a spreadsheet. Well, someone, what do y'all think? Does Rupp not look as smooth as he normally looks? He has an injury. Of course he doesn't look as smooth. Well, then that's going to add up over 26 miles. I already told you that. Okay. Do any of the, any, anyone in the chat box, do you agree with us? He definitely did look laboring. And it, it was surprising, like, in the early miles. One guy says MF MEP, MF and MEP. So, folks, yes. there you go. There you go. So, well, Meb should we sign off? Yeah, now that we've totally discounted the game and rough, he will come back to win the Boston. Oh, I, know. I, I think – there's the flag. Look at the flag to finish, folks. We've got to take Bro, screenshots. She's spending a 10 at PR in her wheelchair. I mean, it is downhill, but I think they said her best is 138 before, and she's running 128. How are you listening to the sound? I thought the sound would interrupt the call, so I didn't put on the sound. I changed TVs, and that's on very low. See, this is what people think, you know, these commentating, and you need it's expensive to put on a trap meet. No, you just need, like, a camera, because the commentating is basically worthless. So you might as well just have a picture with splits. Is this McFadden? Nope. Swedish woman. Yep. Excuse well, me. Meb, uh, as, of, as of the 15K, Meb is already uh, off the pack. I think. What? What? Meb is already off the lead pack as of 15K. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He, he, he's, he's close, actually. He's, he's right there, 13th. I'm, I'm just trying to – you can go 30 deep on the um, on the leaderboard. So Meb is still there. I know, they're at – And uh, well two, has won the push category. We've got a lot of visitors. I mean, we've got, like – I don't know if that means there's 300 people on there right now. There's Tommy. Tommy Ma. Folks, check out the Tracksmith's new store. It's right near the finish line. Plug to Matt Taylor. Free plug for Tracksmith. Brentofletron.com. That is where I would be right now. If I didn't have to cover the race, I would be at the Tracksmith store. They have a bar. 
you can watch the race right now. So if you're not there already, also, you should be. No, the best part about it is in the second floor they have a free the free track and field video game where you hit the button side to side, you do the long jump and the hurdles, hundred meter dash, javelin. An old school one? Oh yeah, from like thirty years ago. It's amazing. Wow. What look at, look at how fun that is! It's, it looks like a perfect day to be out in the fans. My God, I mean the spectating. If it wasn't too windy. 70 degrees, go out and have a beer. So, okay, NBCSN has gone to the blank screen on my page. It's driving me nuts. So, anyways, let's make my predictions. I guess, I don't know. I'm going to go with Mutai and Toronto. Well then. I'm going with Demonic's the guy. I'm not sure if he's still up there even. Not missing <laughs> anything. And I mean, can Desi just front run the whole thing? That'd be amazing. No. I don't know. That's a lot of work. Like, I guess I gotta go. I agree, Desi looks really good yeah, to the me. The guy's looking good in fifth. Um. I don't know. Lyndon did, you know, say she was going to push it if the pace was slow like it was in the beginning, but, like, I feel like that, that's got to definitely take a toll. So, Toronto also has been looking good the whole race. Rupp's been looking laboring, but, like, a lot of the guys kind of been going back and forth as the men. Yeah, the guys is weird. You can't. Another run and, like, it's hard to look at that. Mm. Well, that's the reason. You know, everything you think- up to now is pretty much just filler. Same thing for probably even about 10 more minutes in the women's race. Then everything really starts. So we sort of, you know, you got to start paying attention. Are you guys experts? On- uh, we're not even at 1.30 stream- in the women's race 10 minutes from now. We act think- like something's happened. Nothing has happened in these races. That's sort of the beauty no. of it. Like, anticipation, the build-up, you kind of, no, but uh, how are they going, how are they feeling? These, these, com- these broadcasters are in knowledge. It's all about – that's why – yeah, you like you have. A I'm not sure about Toronto's style on this thing. For the first time, I'm actually thinking Faye looks okay. I thought she was sort of laboring on the hills. None of these women look. There's a lot of horizontal arm carriage, which sort of bugs me. But obviously, Toronto's run sub 220 twice, so I can't really criticize that. But none of them look super smooth. Except for I think Desi looks the best, uh, or Hase even in terms of. Wait, not wasting a lot of arm carriage, but maybe that's why Hesse says she likes the marathon. She's sufficient. Um, Hesse's right there. What if Hesse wins it? What do y'all think? Do you think I should stream? I can stream on the Comcast or I can stream on the NBCSN app. Which one's better? Looks like there's better calling. Comcast. The cable will be ahead. What? Cable will be ahead no. of the streaming on it. No, it takes longer. Wait, what's your stream at, Walton? 120. I'm 11950. Oh, wow. I'm 11928. So. Are you streaming through MCSN or through your cable provider? No, actually, I'm doing it such a way. I'm doing it through, like, Watch. I, I use uh, Verizon. So, like, I'm just streaming it through their Verizon TV online. Because I wasn't yeah. able to get the uh, NBC Sports stream to work. No, that's what I was doing. I was doing that with Comcast. It was kind of choppy, so then yeah. I decided to go with NBC. 
Now there's a big computer. Why don't you go put it, it, or you have cable. Why don't you go put it on the cable channel? Because I don't have the TV in this room. Uh. All right. Well, folks, you've been listening to a wonderful edition of Let's Run Here Comes Track Talks for track blotting inventor Harry, for Weldon Johnson. This is Robert Johnson signing off. Thank you for joining us. Maybe we'll start doing this regularly in the future. Probably sign off at halfway so we don't get accused of, you know, stealing the thunder of the actual race broadcast, which I'm sure will be annoying. So hopefully everyone enjoys, and, and don't pull your hair out too much. Just mute it maybe. Go to the message board. Have a good day. Enjoy yourself. Be lucky that you're not in school or work, that you're able to watch this race live. So for everyone signing off, thank you for joining us.